Whether your kids are taking notes or passing them, reading textbooks or sending texts, there will still be lots to see this school year. And that's why Pearl Vision wants to help you ensure they see it all. So they're covering the out-of-pocket cost or your insurance copay for your eye exam. Schedule your family's eye exams at pearlvision.com. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 1031-2021. Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. On this episode, yes, we are live this time. And we are going to play our interviews from the 2019 NRA annual meetings. We will have Amy, Amy Kramer. We will have Orrin Julie, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and Steve Horseman with Springfield Armory. So, all that, and I guess a little bit more on some other things as well on this episode of Trend Chat. of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. It's all the same name, trend chat 24 7 and we really appreciate if you like share and subscribe we are available on google play google podcast if you guess that's what it's called now apple podcast iheart media iheart radio whatever you want to call that spotify um yeah and other popular podcast outlets that we can't name it because we just don't know where. <laughs> so we also just want to thank 1776united.com for their support and want to definitely give them a shout out because we, we wore some of the hats and shirts to the NRA annual meetings this past weekend. And, you know, some people were saying, Hey, that's a cool hat. You know, I like that shirt where you get it from. And I had the car ready. Saying 1776 United, and I gave him the code, which I will give you now, is 76 Militia Dash Trend Chat. And as I told them, and I'll tell you now, 
This uh, gets you 20% off your first purchase. So you go in there, check out what they have. Pretty sure you'll like it. And when you go to the shopping cart and when you time to check out, put in that code, you get 20% off your first purchase. So, well, before we get into the whole everything with the interviews at, <laughs> from the uh, annual meetings, for one, I started off because I guess if you heard the last episode, we kind of did a really quick episode. I mean, it wasn't rushed anything. Not, not so much. I mean, at the very end, it kind of was, but we did our episode like about what, 10 minutes before we went to see Avengers Endgame. <laughs> and so in the, <laughs> in that time, we, I've seen it twice already and it, it, it was great. I mean, look, for one, if you're invested, if, if you've been watching all these films and have, you know, gotten yourself familiar with the story and everything, you're definitely going to enjoy this a whole lot better if you haven't watched it at none of the films or maybe a couple of them. But again, it was, it was a great film. I enjoyed it immensely and I plan on watching it probably a number of more times while it's in the theater. And that being said, I remember mentioning last week that I was thinking, okay, you know, Infinity War last year made 640 uh, around that much globally in the opening weekend. So I was thinking, okay, obviously it's going to make more than that. And I was saying maybe seven to 800 million. And I, and I gave an outside chance that it may make a billion. And lo and behold, not only did it make a billion, it made a billion and 200 million. <laughs> 1.2 billion dollars, which that is just astronomical, just outstanding. I mean, that's just amazing <laughs> to have have a movie make that much money in just the weekend alone the first couple of days that the movie movie has been out i mean just think of it like this 99 percent of studios would just love to get a 200 dollar opening weekend 200 200 million dollar opening weekend they would love that not only did Avengers Endgame get $200 million. They got another billion on top of that. So, yeah, I'm not going to go too much more into it, really, mainly because I don't want to you know, give out any spoilers for the people who still haven't seen it yet. Because, you know, I may slip up and say something, especially getting excited talking about it. But, um, but yeah, it was a I, I really enjoyed it. And I might, yeah, I might just talk more about it on thursday even if we have an episode on thursday we're still wondering if we are or not at this moment so yeah so i just wanted to want to bring that out it, and also it's it's funny because if you looked at the the list of the top five movies so obviously avengers endgame that the top you know way up top above it way above everyone else but the funny thing else number two was captain marvel which was kind of funny because captain marvel has been out for like eight weeks and then all of a sudden it go it rolls to number two behind avengers out of nowhere which that's something that i don't think i've ever seen where another movie boosts a movie that's been out a couple of 
weeks before it. Well, maybe last year, maybe I don't know. Maybe Avenger, uh, Avengers on uh, Infinity War, maybe that boosted Black Panther last year. I don't know. I, I haven't really looked back at that. Anyway, not like I said, I'm not going to get into all this. So, because we need to get, make sure we have time for our interview. So, so, um, like I said, we're, we're going to play our interviews from the, uh, NRA annual meetings. And for one, I, 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 you know, I had a great time at the, at the meetings. And this was my first year as a member, even though I became a member, member, um, like at the end of last year's annual meetings. But this time I was able to go to the meeting and all that. So, um, I, I'll bring up some of that later on, but, um, so first we're gonna we're gonna speak with uh uh with Amy Kramer first and it's funny because I, the first political event I ever became a part of or attended because even though in 08 I knew where where I, I guess you can say I switched and started voting Republican in in 08. But I wasn't really getting involved. I was just kind of just, I was just aware as far as what was going on as a, as opposed to like really participating and being part of a tea party. So I think what maybe this was 2010 and the first political rally I ever attended was a tea party express rally in Waco, Texas. And, and Amy Kramer was, you know, a bit part of the, of that and it was um cool to get a chance to talk with her so so our first guest will be with uh with amy kramer and i actually bring it up in the interview and then after that we will talk with the queen of guns orange julie so after a word from politics we'll get started with our interviews hello this is brian bledsoe host of trend chat also, contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hello, this is Trent Chat. We are very pleased to have Amy Kramer with us. She is the chair for Women for Trump. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? It's great to be here in Indy at the NRA, the big annual meeting and convention um, with all these freedom-loving Americans. And so, well, so what brings Women for Trump to the NRA annual meetings? So this is our first time here. It's been an amazing experience. Um, the people here absolutely love our president. And the president spoke on Friday. We did not see him. We actually thought we were going to be able to see him, because, and we thought it was going to slow down so several of us could go, but it never slowed down. Um, but we're here because um, we are focused on 2020 and, uh, you know, getting people out and engage. There's so much Trump derangement syndrome right now, and people have kind of withdrawn and um, into their own lives and their own houses and aren't getting out because they're afraid of somebody knocking their MAGA hat off their head or ramming their car, keying their car, whatever. So we're out here um, just letting people know that we're out here and encouraging people to be engaged and to don't be afraid. I mean, if we're going to stand up and protect this, the Constitution and this republic, we can't be afraid to wear our MAGA hats. So being here at the annual meeting, so obviously we're meeting a lot of people who love the Second Amendment. So how the reception been as far as being here and meeting, especially women, meeting here? 
Oh my gosh, it's been amazing. The I mean, so many people. I mean, they see the, the the president with his rallies and the Women for Trump signs behind him, but they don't realize there's actually an organization, Women for Trump, that's supporting him, and that's our sole purpose is um, to support the president. So they're ex excited to be here. We've had people from California, um, Texas. I mean, they've been from all over the country, Wyoming, Colorado, and they're excited about Women for Trump, and they're more excited for about this president because he's standing up for what people want. And so um, it's great to be here at the NRA. Like I said, it's our first time doing this, but it's been a great experience, and we definitely will be back next year. Okay, so the first experience ever at the NRA annual meetings? Yes, first experience ever at the NRA meetings. So, um, yeah, what, what? A, a, what a fantastic weekend. Well, I would want to ask about your experience in general, because this is a huge exhibit floor, but I don't know if you were able to <laughs> to see all of this here. But um, I guess, let me ask still, how the whole experience been? It's been an amazing experience, and actually, um, we had Jonathan Gillum here on Friday, who is former Navy SEAL and FBI, I believe. He do, he fills in for Hannity a lot, but he did a book signing at our booth, and when he got here Friday morning, I had to go meet him because I had his credentials to get his credentials to get in, and I found him finally, but I got lost. I was totally turned around, and it was like, oh my God, this place is huge. You don't realize how big it is. I think they say 15 acres um, and so many people. I don't know how many people were here this weekend, but I know that um, last year in Dallas they had like 87,000. So, yeah, it's been a great experience. And um, and like I said, we'll definitely be back next year. It, I think it's going to be in Nashville next year. Yep, it's going to be in Nashville, and we, we look forward to being there as well. So what uh, future events, anything coming up? Yeah, so we've been doing these um, luncheons around the country, Heels on Gloves Off. We did a big summit in D.C. last October um, that was fantastic, and then we're doing our luncheons. We're doing these luncheons, Heels on Gloves Off. We just did one in Raleigh where we had 250 people there. We um, it was we put it together quickly. We didn't expect that many people to be there, but they turned out men and women because men, too, want to just be with other Trump supporters and talk about their love for this president. So, yeah, it, I mean, and the thing about it is that the one thing we heard, it, the event was supposed to be from 11 to 2 um, in the afternoon on a Thursday. People started showing up at 9 a.m., and at 5 p.m., the country club was having to kick us out of there because they had another event. But the one thing we kept hearing is, thank you so much for coming, because I was starting to feel that I was totally alone in my support of this president because if you watch the news, you know, they don't talk about the millions of people that are out there supporting this president. So, um, you know, the, these women and men were like, thank you for coming. You gave me um, the, the energy and the enthusiasm I need to go out there and talk to other people about why the president and his policies are good for America. Um, what was really interesting about that event, the 250 people, we asked them how many were former Democrats, and a third of the room stood up, um, that, and they were former Democrats. So, listen, his policies are good for America. Um, it's like a, a rising tide; it lifts all boats. And um, and they see, you know, they're feeling it in their pocketbooks. They feel safer than they've ever felt before. They know that this president's fighting for everyday average Americans, and so um, it was really encouraging. And what we're going to do is go continue to go do these events to bring people together and give them the information that they need to go out there and talk to others and encourage others to be bold and strong. 
All right. So if people want to connect with Women for Trump on social media and the website, where would they go? Womenfortrump.com. And we're Women for Trump on Twitter. On um, on Facebook, we are Women Vote Trump. and But both accounts are verified on Twitter and Facebook. And you can connect to those through our website. All right. And the last thing, I know you were a very big part of Tea Party Express and I just want to say the very first political event I ever attended was a, was Tea Party Express 4 in Waco, Texas. So I just want to say thank you for what you're doing and and from that, here I am doing a podcast talking to you. <laughs> well, thank you and you know um, I was never political before. I'm a former flight attendant and I got involved. I'm one of the founders of the Modern Day Tea Party. So, I mean the Tea Party got a lot of people engaged and um, look at us now. Here we are. fighting for what we believe in. So good for you. I encourage you to keep up the good work and um and let's make america great again all right thank you so much for your time thank you what's going on folks this is colin noir and you're listening to trend chat hello this is trend chat and we are very pleased to have the queen of guns orange julie with us how are you doing i'm good thank you so much so well first off um queen of guns where did they come from <laughs> i love uh, guns and i am a queen so i'm the queen of guns it's very simple i call myself like this and now people call me like this if people, I guess, want to know a little bit about you as far as, because as far as starting in, in the whole two-way community. So, I guess, give us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I served three years as a combat soldier in the IDF. Uh, I fell in love with all the army and tactical stuff and guns. And I really wanted to do something that is related to guns and to promote uh, the women's rights with guns. Um, in Israel, I give lectures to young women that are going to be in combat roles. I do a lot of reserve duty, uh, combat reserve duty. And I just really love Israel, the IDF, and the United States. And this is very important for me to promote the gun culture. Okay. And one thing that we uh, found out that um, you own a company called Alpha Gun Angels. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So uh, tell us about that. Um, my company was founded like seven months ago it's pretty new but we are going very good um, I'm doing social media marketing for gun companies we create content we promote the gun industry on our social media the problem with the gun industry and social media is that you cannot do pay promotion they block accounts they taking off our uh, engagement and everything so we are the back door we have 20 million organic views a week and this is a lot so uh, companies use us to promote them, to help them grow, and this is what we do. Okay, and and over in in Israel, I mean, what is uh, I guess when it comes to guns, how is it different there than here? Um, in Israel, when you are in the army, you can carry your rifle twenty four seven, but when you're done, you can barely own a gun. This is crazy. It's very strict in Israel. People around the world think that Israel is like gun free. It's no, <laughs> it's not. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on promoting the gun culture in Israel. This is very important for me. And how is that going? It's going great, actually. Uh, I'm creating awareness. On TV, I was in Survival VIP show in Israel, and a lot of people know me in Israel for what I'm doing. I'm the first doing it in Israel, so this is very huge, and I'm working hard for it. All right, so now now we're here also in the Century Arms booth right now, so I guess uh, tell us a little bit about Century Arms. I started working with Century Arms like... 
three months ago and we are doing great job together. They are um, very, uh, how would I say it in English, <laughs> um, a long time company, you know what I mean? And they are very professionals and I'm trying to help them grow on Instagram. Well, speaking of Instagram, that's that's where I saw you and you have a huge social media presence. And I guess as far as being such an advocate for the Second Amendment, for, for guns, I mean, what do you come across uh, if you have any hurdles as far as uh, with that? Um, I'm going through a lot of hate speech, like um, about Palestine and about the IDF. I'm trying very hard to promote the fact that Israel wants peace. We are trying to create peace, but we have to defend ourselves from uh, Gaza and from everything, Hamas and everything. They are uh, throwing rockets at us, and we gotta defend ourselves. We have the right to defend ourselves. So I'm working very hard on promoting the IDF. I work with the, IP, with the IDF spokesman to promote us on social media so the whole world will know what is going on in Israel because we have a lot of lies in media. And um, a lot of bad comments about me um, promoting the gun culture. People are not understanding that this is so important to know how to protect yourself. We need more good people that know how to protect the area. Because if we put down our guns, the bad guys won't put down their guns. And if you strict guns, the bad guys still own guns. We need to protect ourselves. We cannot live in a dream that everything will be alright. Yeah, and I guess more uh, specifically, especially being a woman and especially being in the gun culture in, in general, um, I, I can I have no idea how how that is. And I guess I want to ask you as far as far as what you have to deal with. Um, at the beginning, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, you're just a woman. A woman, uh, leave it. It's not for you. You're a gun bunny. Whatever." I keep on doing what I'm doing, no matter what, no matter what people are saying. I know that I served three years as a combat soldier. I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm going through a lot of shooting courses. It is very important for me to be the best I can. And I don't post with swimwear and guns, and I don't disrespectful the women that, that do it. But I, I want to show the world that you can be a beautiful woman and you still love guns. It's fine. You can do whatever you want, and that's it. <laughs> well, I, I guess in, in talking about um, serving in, in Israel, so it's uh, the Israeli Defense Force, correct? Correct. Are there any like myths that, that are out there that you kind of want to bump? I, I don't really have an idea how it is. and So, so uh, women have to serve two years. Uh, they don't have to be combat. And um, boys, men, should, should serve three years. They don't have to be combat as well. Uh, I volunteer to be in combat. I volunteer to do reserve duty. And, but it's mandatory for everyone to, to go through basic training to know how to handle a gun, to know how to protect yourself. And I think this is making us a very mature people. And, and that's for all, all citizens, right? Or is it, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's mandatory in Israel to serve. Oh, okay, okay. See, that's what I was wondering. So that's something I didn't know until you just mentioned. So <laughs> now um, if people want to get in, uh, want to connect with you on social media, where would they go? Um, you can write on social media Orange Julie, Queen of Guns, Alpha Gun Angels. This is all me. Um, and I'm creating, promoting. I will keep on promoting the gun culture. This is very important for me. And I would love to have you on my page. 
All right, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are very pleased to have Steve Horseman with us with Springfield Army. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Now, given I, I always tend to come here the past couple of years because it just comes to turn out that I just own a number of Springfield Armory firearms. I just, I, I just, I guess, gravitate towards Springfield. But I just want to ask you as far as what's new with Springfield. Okay, so basically what we did this year, the newest things you're going to see here at the NRA show is our St. Victor line. Um, we changed, uh, we kind of upgraded the gun a little bit in the sense of our original free float handguard model is not going to exist anymore once those, we sell what we've got of those. But what we do have is we made a longer handguard. So at the SHOT Show, we came out with the St. Victor in 223. Um, and it, like I said, that just replaced the, um, the, 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 the free float handguard model. So what we did, a couple upgrades, was it's got a longer handguard. It's got a 15-inch handguard instead of a 12-inch handguard. It's got a muzzle brake on it now instead of a flash hider. Also, what we did is we the, the furniture, other than that's the same, we actually angled the M-lock attachment points on the handguard. Um, and another thing we added to it was we added a straight trigger. So we, we always had that nickel boron finish trigger in all the St. line. Um, but what we did is we put a straight trigger in the St. Victor. So the St. Victor, like I said, is replacing the original free float model. So you'll have your original entry-level base St. model rifle. Um, that's gone unchanged. And then from there, we have taken it to that St. Victor line. So the St. Victor line also encompasses the pistols, the, the, the St. pistols. Um, you know, the handguard change, the, the triggers, those sorts of things. So that was the newest thing we came out with at the uh, SHOT Show a few months ago. Now, I'm like, like I mentioned, I'm, I want to get like really basic on. So, so you mentioned the handguard. So, what is the, I guess, what are the advantages as far as having a free flow as far as in like the difference, uh, difference in, in the handguards and all that? Okay. So, for most of the people, um, you don't really need a free float handguard. And what the free float handguard does for you, it takes any contact points off of the barrel. So, like with our original Saint, there's a couple contact points, such as where the, the, the A2 style of front sight is. Also, the delta ring attachment's typically not as solid in the sense of, um, you know, building a gun that's accurate. Because if you push on the handguard of the original Saint model, you've got a couple contact points. That delta ring, also, you've got the, the, the front sight. So, if people are, like, going and using shooting the gun off a barricade, for example, if you put that that original handguard on a barricade push hard on, you could actually throw your bullets impact off. Okay. Whereas with the free float model, what you've got is there's only one attachment point. That's where the barrel nut is. Okay. It attaches it to the upper receiver. So when you when you grab onto the the, the, the handguard itself, and maybe you brace yourself on a barricade or a port or some a hard object, and you can you can actually put pressure on the handguard. It's not going to affect your bullets impact like it would with the traditional you know handguard kind of setup. You know what okay. I mean? yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's just. 
it's just things for me as someone that's still, you know, even though this is like my third year, but I'm still learning. I'm learning everything as much as possible. And I always want to like ask like the, some of the basic questions that I'm, I'm pretty sure most people probably already know, but it's just stuff. I'm little things. Actually, another thing is that so you mentioned about a straight trigger. Right. And so what's the difference? Cause I know like I have one that's not straight. And so uh, what, what is the difference and what are the advantages as far as having a straight trigger or, or you know, And it's, it's all really personal preference. So okay. what we did with, with we still have the original curve trigger. That's the traditional style. Um, and But what we did was we said, okay, how can we improve the trigger without... You know, um, you know, costing the the end, the end user more money. So essentially, what we did is we just made a trigger flat and straight. But what we did is we put a small little bend in the bottom of it. So what it does is it actually tricks your finger or tricks you your brain into thinking the trigger's lighter because essentially what you're doing is you're you're bringing your finger down further on the on the um, bottom of the trigger. So the leverage now takes less pressure to actually move the trigger and fire it. So without costing the end user any more money on on, a, on the price of the rifle. You, you get a better trigger without any cost. It's got the same nickel boron finish that all the rest of the Saint line has. Um, but it, it, once you shoot a straight trigger, you realize, wow, this feels a lot different. And, and most people, I find, like it better. Okay. And I know I hope to get a chance to, you know, take a look at it, you know, and um, get a feel for it myself. Now, as far as um, I know one in particular with the, with the Victor, I saw what is a 308. Yes, model. We just, we just we just announced the 308 this week. Yeah. So it's it's new for consumers to see here. They we started shipping them to dealers this week, but they should be for sale. You know, getting to dealers like today. Um, so the Saint Victor in 308 is completely new for us, but it's a it's just just a, a bigger version of the original Saint. So what it was was we always wanted to have a 308. I mean, it's kind of a, the next evolution for a company getting into to the to the AR platform market. So um, what we wanted to do was was build a gun. That was not only usable; it would be lightweight, it would be reliable, durable, dependable, um, but give you the features that you want that you wouldn't have to go out and add stuff to it. So it already comes with the free float handguard. Um, in the Victor line, you'll notice there's no pickets any rail on the top part of the handguard because a lot of people that that shoot, you kind of gravitated towards this kind of the C-clamp style of hold with your with your support arm. So what we did is, you know, a lot of people don't want that 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 pickets any rail on there because it just kind of irritates their thumb or whatever. Um, so we kind of eliminated that, but then it also does come with, with um, flip-up um, front and rear sight. Um, it comes with a uh, that same flat nickel boron trigger that, that's on all the Saints now. It's got a 15-inch handguard. It's got a 16-inch um, lightweight barrel, 1 in 10 twist. The gun itself weighs 7 pounds and 11 ounces total, um, and it uses P-mags. It comes with one 20-round P-mag, you know, depending on what states you live in. You know, Most states can still have 20-round mags, um, but if not, it ships with a 10-round mag. But it, th- that was what we wanted to do, is we wanted to make that P-mag compatible because magazines are inexpensive and they're really good. So that was kind of the idea behind us. And, of course, the 308, you know, for, for virtually everything, the 308 does better than a 223. The one thing that it doesn't do is it does have more recoil. So, but other than that, it came with our proprietary muzzle brake on it, um, and it's just a really slick, easy shooting, reliable package that delivers a lot of power. All right, so I guess if people want to get um, more, more, I guess want more information on Springfield Armor, where would they go in social media? I guess you could go to like you know, our, we have a Facebook, we have an Instagram. Um, we also you can just check out the website. It's, it's Springfield-Armory.com. All right, thanks so much for your time. All right, you got it. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trend Chat here at the NRA Annual Meetings in 
2019, and we're very pleased to have a returning guest, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Brian. Good to be with you. I guess first thing, two years ago, we met and had an interview at the prayer breakfast, and um, the latest one is just, just ended. So I guess give people a taste of what they missed. Well, we talked about faith, family, and freedom. I think that those are fundamentals. And when you look at, you know, the National Rifle Association and the fact that we realize, you know, our first liberty is the freedom of religion and the free exercise thereof. And then you also have the freedom of speech, freedom of expression, uh, free press, the right to uh, redress your grievances uh, to the government, petition your government for redress of grievances, actually. But it's all backed up by the Second Amendment. Uh, when you look at what has happened in Venezuela, think about all the rights and freedoms that those individuals once had. And as soon as Hugo Chavez uh, you know, disarmed them, I mean, he, out, he banned private gun ownership in 2012, then they became subjects. They were no longer citizens. And when you, as Ken Blackwell talked about today, these rights that we have, the inalienable rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, they're not from man. They're from our Creator. They're from God. And we need to get back to understanding those things. So uh, it was a great prayer breakfast. Uh, my dear friend, the Honorable Ken Blackwell, did an incredible job, you know, talking from uh, Hebrews 12.1, from uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, 10 through 18, putting on that full arm of God. And then Psalms 11.3, uh, when the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do? And... And talking about um, as far as Venezuela, um, you are, you actually, I guess you wrote a book on something kind of similar, kind of telling Texas to you know not go down that path as well. So I guess tell us a little bit about about the book. I know it's been out a while, but yeah, the my second book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death, came out in October of last year and doing very well. And when you sit and look at what has happened, you know the greatest export coming out of California is not avocados, wine, or, or whatever. It's progressive socialism. Uh, and so that ideology has overrun Nevada. It is overrun Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and now it's making its way into Texas. And what is so amazing is that people are leaving these failing, you know, blue states, California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, and they're going to successful red states, but they are doing what, uh, what God told Lot not to do, and that was don't look back. And they're looking back, and they're bringing those principles and values that they, I guess they were fleeing from, and they are now infecting, you know, those states that were, you know, so successful. It's like a cancer that continues to spread. I call it a, even a locust effect where, you know, you go and you chew up fertile ground and area and then you pick up and fly and go somewhere else and chew it up. So Texas has a big problem because all the major urban population centers in Texas are controlled by, you know, progressive socialist left. And who would ever thought that a guy like Robert Francis or Rourke Julian Castro or uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would have anyone showing up to hear her speak in the state of Texas? Uh, and I think as recently as a couple of days ago, Bernie Sanders came, came by Fort Worth. Absolutely. Bernie, I mean, because Fort Worth is that last place, that last in Tarrant County. Uh, and they almost uh, flipped Tarrant County in Fort Worth back uh, in, in the last election cycle in November 2018. So now they're, they're after it. And, and why would a person like Bernie Sanders, an avowed socialist, be welcomed into the state of Texas, which is all about rugged individualism and not collectivism? It seems like, um, I know... As far as mentioning people coming from all these liberal states coming to, to a place like Texas, I, it just seems like 
either they just don't realize it's sort of their fault as far as what happened in those other states, but mm-hmm. they tend to be doing the same thing. And like you said, bringing it back, back, you know, to conservative states like yeah. like Texas. Well, you know, Albert Einstein said that that's the definition of insanity to continue to do the same thing and expect different results. But really, Brian, that shows the delusion and the derangement of progressive socialists that for whatever reason they don't get the the memo that what you believe in fails. And, you know, again coming back to, you know, the NRA and our second amendment, progressive socialism can only be implemented by coercion, threat, intimidation, mandate, or violence. And so you look at all the the socialist dictators, all the left-wing dictators that we've seen in in the history of the world, what what have they always done? They told people you cannot be able to defend yourselves. And this this country, the United States of America, why did they fire the shot that was heard around the world at Lexington Green on April the 19th of 1775? Because the British were marching in to destroy a weapons factory. They wanted to disarm them. And so fast forward 244 years, what do you hear? You hear Eric Swalwell. We're going to institute a, a mandatory gun buyback program. If you don't participate in it, we're going to come and take your guns. Uh, you hear Kamala Harris saying, if I'm elected president and I don't see you know, gun control legislation, I'm going to use executive order to you know, supersede and undermine the Second Amendment. So someone wants to use an executive order to, to, to take away our individual right that's enshrined in our Bill of Rights in our rule of law, the Constitution. This is why I'm saying this is a very serious point for the United States of America. Speaking of the NRA, and we're here at the NRA annual meetings, and for for me, this was my first year as a member to to attend the meeting of, of members, and so um, from um from that, you was able to to honor Otis McDonald mm-hmm. with the inaugural War Ennis Liberty Award. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, for the people that weren't there, I guess tell us a little bit about Otis McDonald and also the award and everything. Well, the, the funny thing is when you talk about the NRA, it is the nation's oldest civil rights organization founded in 1871 when the Democratic Party was creating the Ku Klux Klan to threaten, intimidate, and act violence against blacks. It was the NRA saying that, you know, Second Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment, you know, uh, equal protection on the law, it applies to blacks. They get their Second Amendment right, so they can fight off these white supremacists. Otis McDonald was a black man, uh, a soldier who fought in the Korean War. He lived in Chicago. He wanted to be able to protect his life and his family and his property. And so Otis McDonald took the city of Chicago all the way to the Supreme Court to say, I do have a right to have a firearm, a handgun in my house, to be able to, to protect myself. And we should all, when we talk about, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or all of these many other people, we should be talking about Otis McDonald and what he did, making that stand. But instead of us knowing Otis McDonald, we hear too much about Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, you know, these charlatans and these imposters. So I hope that, you know, the nation will come to know Otis McDonald, and to be able to present him that Roy Ennis Liberty Award to his wife, to his two daughters, to his granddaughter, I mean, you saw the tears. Mm-hmm. It was an incredible emotional moment. Yeah. And speaking in somewhat in light of that, because um, when it comes to as far as in the black community, there are when it comes to the Second Amendment, it's just a number of uh, issues that tend to have this this thinking that for some reason that people 
in urban communities shouldn't have firearms. Well, but think about it, Brian. The people in the urban community shouldn't have firearms. Who controls all these urban communities? The Democrat Party. Who is the party that did not want blacks to be able to be armed and defend themselves? Who is the party that really has always been about, you know, creating a, a, a sense of enslavement, being economic enslavement or physical enslavement with the black community? And that's why we got to have this information out there, because there's a horrible disinformation, misinformation campaign and propaganda that has, you know, created now a 21st century economic plantation. That's what these inner cities have become. And, and so... What can we do as far as getting over those obstacles as far as... What you're doing? (laughs) No, seriously, what you're doing. We need more young black conservative voices out there and understand that you do have a power, that you can be a source of information and telling the truth. You get, Okay, they're going to call you names and all this type of stuff, but, you know, they crucified Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. so you need to be able to, to go out there and understand you're on the side of right. And you need to just be resolute and uh, forthright in, in going out and doing exactly what you're doing right now. Well, I appreciate it. I just, I just try to do what I can. So, but now, given going back to your book and where you talked talked about as far as you know, trying to warn Texas to not go down that route. Now, I know you've been asked this question a million times, but I'm just going to ask it again. <laughs> so, do you think as far as as far as what to do politically or how else to help the state of Texas? <laughs> you know, look, I, I am just a servant of God and country, and God will. You know, he will let me know the direction I should be in. And, you know, I've been blessed with an incredible platform, incredible voice, and the, and the respect of a lot of people. And I take that trust and confidence that people have put into me very seriously. So um, I, I don't know. Do you have to be in a political office to, to stand up uh, for, you know, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, our rule of law, and all the things that... In, you know, make us the great American country that we are. I don't think so. But if God believes that I have to be back into the belly of the beast, then he will make that way plain. All right. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, Brian. Hey, everyone. This is Amy Robbins with Alexa Athletica, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Thanks to Amy Kramer, Warren Julie, Steve Horseman, and Lieutenant Colonel Allen West for joining us. And if you notice, we just played all the interviews back to back to back, basically. And I was thinking about, okay, doing some sort of introduction to each one of them. And then I thought about it. You know, I really talk too much. I tend to ramble, if you haven't noticed by now. And so... And given the fact that we're alive, I didn't want to chance it because <laughs> I had a, I had the idea of doing that. Then next thing I know, I would go on too long with each introduction. And next thing I know, I would not have enough time to play everything. And then I've, I've been unscrewed up the whole episode live. So, <laughs> so to keep myself from doing that, I just decided to play all of them and just, you know, come in at the end and, this is it for the annual meetings this year, as far as any um, any more interviews. Uh, we will talk. Well, we got a chance to meet up with some with some people, and we may talk with them later on in the uh, coming weeks. 
But as far as the interviews that we did at the event, this is this is it. Now, two years ago, I think we did like three days, almost four. I think maybe four days because I had all these interviews. And last year, I think maybe with two or three days, I forgot. So and so, I guess you notice this year it's going to be just this, you know, one day. This this episode, I guess. And it, I was mainly there more as a member this year, as as opposed to media. Even though I had you know a media pass, but I was just I was more just there trying to observe and trying to really understand what is going on and and um, really going to all the exhibits and kind of still learning really. Like I mentioned in the interview with um, Steve is that I'm still learning as far as when it comes to guns and everything. And my job as a truck driver, you know, well, for one, I don't think I mentioned in the beginning, we, we are broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. So tonight and, but yeah, so as a truck driver, I'm pretty, much hindered as far as being able to have, um, you know, have firearms on me all the time because one, because I drive out across state lines and we don't have national reciprocity. And even if we did have national reciprocity, then we have to worry about the um, DOT department of transportation and, and other things as far as commercial drivers. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, but, so that hinders me from really being able to, practice as much as I would like to. And so, but I try to learn as far as just listening and um, watching YouTube clips and other things and trying to learn that way. And so, so I, I was doing a lot of that and still trying to learn as far as what I need to, to be more proficient in um, learning about firearms. So, so yeah, so we are, but we're all still looking to go next year in nashville definitely looking forward to that especially if um if it's going to be in that nice convention center that they have in downtown nashville which is a nice place we were there a couple of years ago for another event so anyway we'll be we'll be back maybe on thursday we might have an announcement not for us but maybe for one of our guests we might have something some breaking news or something like that but we'll we'll know next in a couple of days so until maybe Thursday or next week, we'll chat with you later. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Duncan. A bright and balanced full bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. 
Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg.